as the world is filled with so many different voices. What's the one voice that we need to listen to that will keep us on the right track, that we can trust, that we know isn't going to change every other week, that we know we can just build our life on, and it's going to be unshakable. This is Life 66. This is Pastor Greg. Glad to be with you today. This is a part two of how to read the Bible, and I think we're going to actually do four parts of this. Uh, the first part that we did, uh, I taught you one Bible study method called the ABC method, and that's a method where you analyze the verse, choose the, the best verse, and then you um, deduce what a contract would be. In other words, what are you going to do with what you read? And uh, so it's really important that we learn how to read the Bible. Remember that the Bible is not a novel. You don't exactly go to the beginning, start reading, and then read through the end, although you certainly could, but it's not laid out that way. It's not laid out in in exactly a chronological order. The scriptures itself say that it is a living document. It's actually God speaking to us, that it's inspired. And we learned that verse from 2 Timothy 3.16 in the last uh, Life 66 roadmap. So uh, this is a living document. Uh, that God breathed life into, and that's why it changes so many people's lives. That's why when people read it, they they change. They are transformed because it's not just words on pages. It's actual life from God. So we need to be able to dig into it, learn it, read it, memorize it, study it, apply it to our lives so that we can truly be transformed people in the way that we were designed to be. God created us in his image, and sin has distorted that image. And the Bible then tells us how to right that wrong, how to get our lives back in order uh, with the image that God created us in the first place. So uh, I want to look at another method of Bible study that uh, is, um, it's it's the same uh, goal as the first one, the ABC method I taught you, but it's a different method. So, you know, I know that not all methods work with everybody. And uh, so this is a different one I call the soap message method. Yeah, just like it sounds, soap, like washing with soap, S-O-A-P. And those letters stand for the subject, the objective, the action, and the profit. So what this means is you, you try to find the subject, determine what the passage is all about. What's the theme or the subject of the passage? O is for objective. Try to determine the reason why the author mentions the theme that he does. Action. A. Write out any commands, exhortations, suggestions given in the passage. And P. Profit. You ask yourself, how can I profit from applying the things found in this passage to my life? So that's what we're going to do with a passage of the Bible and teach you this SOAP method. It's a really good method. Uh, and I think you'll find, actually, as we go through the four different methods I'm going to give you, you'll probably grab a little bit from every one of them. And then as you get used to reading God's Word and, and you get used to studying it, that you will you may even dispose of all four methods and create your own. That's what I've done. I've, I've been reading the Bible for my whole life and almost 60 years old, um, but really studying it for like 45 years. And so I don't use any specific method because I've developed my own, but I do take bits and pieces out of the different methods that I'm talking to you about, and they're really, really helpful uh, in your growth and in your understanding of God's Word. Before we get into the SOAP method, though, 
uh, I do want to help you with uh, some some resources. Sometimes you read the Bible and you just think, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what the subject or objective or action or profit is. Um, I need some help. There are um, some great resources that I would suggest that you get into. If you're serious about reading the Bible, I would recommend getting a study Bible. There are study Bibles in pretty much any of the different versions. Uh, right now, or rather, actually for the last you know, couple of decades, I've read out of the New International Version. It's, it's not uh, perfect in any way. And when I say it's not perfect, I don't mean the Bible is not perfect. What I mean is, is that when translations are created into the English language, that they're using manuscripts, uh, the best manuscripts that are available, um, but in trying to get the the accurate meaning, uh, there might be a you know a, a deviation here and there uh, from maybe the King James version or the New King James or the New English or or the New American Standard that you'll find some differences in those uh, different versions. Now, when you, you know, God's word is God's word and it's true, but it's up to us to really make sure that we understand where those derivations are. Um, so. Find a good study Bible. A study Bible will have notes in it. Remember, those notes are not God's word. They're explanations, but they can be very helpful in, in helping you wade through some of the passage of the Bible that you don't exactly know. Uh, one good thing also is to uh, take notes. I keep a notebook. I take notes like crazy when I study my Bible for a couple of reasons. One, I want to remember what I studied and, and write down some really cool things that I learned. Uh, sometimes God will talk to me and I'll just be blown away by, you know, wow, I never thought that before. I never knew that before. Uh, something that's even directly applicable to my life today. I'll write that down. Uh, but I'll also write down my questions. And it's fascinating to me that I'll write down something that I didn't understand and then read the same passage two, three, five, 10, 15 years later and realize, oh, now I get it. You see, the, the things I don't understand about the Bible don't really bother me, because God is big. If I can understand everything there is about God, then he's too small, because my pea brain shouldn't be able to know everything about him. So I don't mind the things that, that I don't understand, but I want to keep learning. And so it's just so great to, to keep seeing new things and keep discovering. So get yourself a study Bible. There are commentaries. A commentary is a, is a person's um, trans um, or interpretation of what a scripture says. There's lots and lots and lots of them. There's thousands, actually. And um, if you ever would need any help uh, figuring out what commentaries to use, what study Bibles to use, uh, there are dictionaries and encyclopedias and computer programs, which are great. I use the Logos uh, computer um, software, which is very involved, but it's great. There's so, so, so many resources. Uh, please write me. I'd be more than happy to correspond with you and to help you find the resources that will help. Uh, be a part of a local church, too, where you have a pastor who's trained and pastoral staff that's trained in God's Word, that they can help answer some of your questions, too. I'm always answering emails from people in my church that um, need help with understanding some scripture. But please feel free to, to email me. My uh, email address is Greg Wenschlag, Greg, G-R-E-G, Wenschlag, W-E-N-D-S-C-H-L-A-G, 
at gmail.com. So just drop me an email. Happy to respond to you and help you with any of your questions. So let's get into the SOAP method. Let's find out how we can apply it. Uh, let's apply it with the, uh, to a, a passage of scripture that uh, I actually just learned something new in a couple of days ago, and that's in Luke 6, 46 to 49. It reads this way. Well, let me give you the context first. Uh, the context is in uh, Jesus' teaching, and it's a very similar teaching that Matthew writes in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 called the Sermon on the Mount. And this could be you know, this, the exact same sermon, just Luke uh, writing from a different vantage point. Or it's very common, of course, for Jesus to teach the same principles and the same things in different uh, settings. And uh, so uh, this is very similar to that teaching. And he gets th- finished teaching, and when he finishes teaching, he makes this statement. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice... I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete." So let's look at that passage, Luke 6, 46 to 49. What's the subject? Well, you determine what the subject is or the theme of the passage. And we understand that the theme is listen to what Jesus is saying and do it. The very first sentence says that, why do you call me Lord, but you don't do what I say? A person who acts like that is like this person or uh, like a person who builds his house without a foundation and it crashes. So the theme of this passage, the subject is, if you hear what God is saying, when you read what God says in the Bible, you need to do it. You need to obey it. Well, the objective, try and determine what the reasons why the author mentions the theme he does. Well, when we look in the context, and remember, context is huge. You can't just pluck a verse out and and think you know what it means. You have to know what it means within the context. And the context is Jesus' teaching. He's teaching about real life change. He's teaching about making dramatic decisions. And a lot of these things are very controversial because they're very different than what the people uh, had usually been uh, believing. And it's very different than the Jewish law. So uh, why Jesus is saying this? Because he's saying, listen, you call me Lord. You say you follow me. You say you believe in me, but you're not doing what I say. How can I be your Lord when you don't obey? So listen to what I'm telling you, obey what I'm telling you, and your life will be transformed. So he's telling them this because he's just given them a bunch of teaching that might be difficult to grasp. And he's saying, listen, I've told you, now do it. The action, write out any commands, exhortations, or suggestions. Well, it's, it's a beautiful picture here that Jesus is uh, painting of, of a person or two people who build their homes and where they build them. Jesus is a, a master at this. He always illustrates so that we can understand the point. And he says, listen, if you hear what I'm saying, you call me Lord, and you do what I say, it's like a person who was building a house. And look what he says. He says, the person dug down deep until he hit rock. And then he was able to fasten his new home on the foundation of the rock. It was firm. And then the storms came And that house was unshakable. 
storms didn't bother it at all. It remained. But there was another person who did not go down deep, who did not bother to really take into consideration that the home needed to be built on solid ground. And he built it on the surface instead, which was shifting, sandy or dirt. And when the storms came, the ground underneath the house uh, just were washed away, and that house crashed and collapsed in destruction. Now, Jesus is not talking about houses. He's saying the person is like these houses. You can be a person who digs down deep, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. You want to dig down deep and understand God's word. You want to know what it says, but you can know what it says and not do it. What good is that? Going down deep is hearing it, understanding it, and then doing it. That's building your house on a firm foundation. And when you do that, you won't collapse. Bad things are going to happen to the godly and the ungodly, to the good and to the wicked, to the obedient and the disobedient. Bad things will happen. But if your life is built on the solid foundation of God's word, you won't collapse. You'll stand firm. The other person, however, didn't go down deep, didn't do what God's word says, didn't obey. And when the troubles come, like they do for all of us, his life collapsed. And you've seen people just, their, their life just gets wasted because they don't have any foundation. There's nothing that holds them rock solid. So the P of profit, how can I profit from applying these things? Well, that should be pretty self-explanatory after we've gone through this passage. But for me, what I learned uh, new was that I know that this same illustration is given in Matthew chapter 7, and it talks about building on the rock or building on the sand. What I missed all these years is that phrase, he dug down deep. And so really on the surface, it looked like the same kind of ground, both people building their homes. It looked like they were building on the same landscape, but one dug down deep where the other one did not. And that really moved me this week. And so for me, I profited from the understanding of every day, I've got to go down deep. I've got to really hunger for God's word, really seek his word, really uh, study it and understand it and really do it. What good does it do to have knowledge without obedience? You're just a professor at that point, not really a transformed person. And I want my life to be transformed. So subject, objective, action, profit. This is a great scripture to use as an example. And I hope not only that you've enjoyed or that you would take the method to heart using the SOAP method, but you would also take the meaning of the scripture to heart and that you would be listening to what I'm saying right now and not just blow it off, but you'd actually do something with it. And why not start with Luke chapter six? It's a great passage. Stay tuned to uh, the next section of uh, Life 66 Roadmap. I'll be doing another passage or another scripture memory on God's word and how to trust God's word. So make sure you check that out too. Uh, the next podcast will be on a method I call the inductive method. And uh, again, it's got some similar components, but it's slightly different. So uh, make sure you clue into all of these and let's get into God's word. Remember, if you need some resources or need help finding out about resources or you have a question about the scripture that's been bothering you, uh, please feel free to email me at gregwenschlag at gmail.com. I'd love to correspond. All right. So until next time, let's go deeper. 
let's dig down and plant our lives on the firm foundation. This is Pastor Greg. This is Life 66. Catch you next time.